What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Put It in the Books. So we are here today, me, Justin, Mike, and Ben. And boy, do we have a lot to talk about. So our general manager, our new general manager, Jared Porter, well, former, excuse me, former. former general manager, Jared Porter, who after only 30 days plus on the job was fired this early this morning after obviously you guys probably know if you're listening to this podcast, the story that came out with text, with text evidence and photos of Jared Porter sending explicit, I mean, they were nudes, they were dick pics, they were, uh, yeah, non-consensual, um, it was very inappropriate, and obviously Steve Cohen and Sandy Arson decided to cut ties, which was the right move, an abuse of power, um, and making this female reporter leave the, leave the industry, so uh, really unfortunate. It seems like Sandy's going to take over the baseball operations from here on out and not hire a new GM. They still have assistant GMs, Zach Scott, waiting in the wings. They have, you know, longtime Met front office exec John Rico. So it's a lot of guys, you know, Sandy, he's pretty much doing the legwork anyway. Uh, he signed Trevor May and McCann without Jared Porter. He was pretty much doing most of the legwork for the Lindor trade. So Jared Porter was working on more minor moves, but he was able to get la- one last trade in on Monday. Uh, getting Joey Lucchese, but of course the big story is Jared Porter. Um, obviously, was, you know, there's no Jared's side of the story. The, there's evidence implicating him. There's photos of him, so there's no deniability. Uh, he even tried like kind of lying through it a bit. Like he kind of denied. It was um, a joke. It was a stock image. I think Barstool was saying like 62 images. Something yeah, like that. 62, like, 62? 62 texts in a row. 62 Come on, man. Like you you like you would think of like maybe the 30th you would realize, like, all right, maybe I should stop. Yeah. Um so I think they met like at Yankee Stadium in an elevator or something, and yeah, they met in an elevator, exchanged business cards, and he started texting her. She thought he was just being friendly at first, but then he kind of started making sexual advances and she stopped talking to him. But man's could not take a hint. Well, she was also a, a foreign reporter, so she English is not even her native language. Yeah. So, you know, I don't think she got understood like the intent of Jared. I guess right away, he, I guess maybe he thought he was trying to be like friendly or like maybe like in her country, like it's you know it's rude to like you know um, I guess ghost whatever a man or like disrespect a man. So she kind of like texted back along with him for a little bit before it got out of hand. And obviously she stopped, she stopped responding and 62 texts later, um, she, you know, she finally was, uh, answered back and Jared apologized. But, you know, if you have to apologize after 62 texts and say, I'll stop, like, you know, I'm really sorry. That's that woman still has to go to work with him and like potentially run into him. It is a very uncomfortable and it ended up, you know, making her leave her job. So, and this was also was a few years ago, so it only came to light, you know, yesterday because she came forward recently because of, I guess, Jared's rise to power in baseball. 
and she just got more and more uncomfortable with the thought of it happening to someone else in the Mets organization. Like, I don't want to drop. Well, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna sort of drop a name. Like Rachel Luba is like Trevor Bauer's agent. Like, imagine like you know after this news, like trying to negotiate a Trevor Bauer contract with the Mets or Jared Porter. You know what? Which type I, of? I don't even think they're gonna negotiate at all now. I mean, Trevor Bauer is not going to come to the Mets, but I'm just saying, like, there is no way you can move forward with Jared Porter and with the way he's used his power to, you know, subject women. So, yeah. And what are your guys' thoughts on the dismissal of Jared Porter and his actions? Well, I'll start by saying good for the per- good for the person who came out. I mean, obviously, she has every right to do so and should have. Um, it's a shame that she had to wait this long because I can't even imagine what she was going through during the few years in between. Um, I am a little bit surprised that, that this didn't come up earlier. Um, but again, you know, it did happen and, and the Mets did a, a oh, I actually, uh, by firing, I've, uh, by I've read up. she didn't come out with it sooner because, uh, she, she used to work in baseball. She didn't want it to negatively impact okay. her career in baseball. Now that she's out of the industry, she can... Like I read ESPN has had been sitting on this story for more than a year, more than two years. I think ESPN has been sitting on this story, but for her privacy and her sake uh, and at her request, they didn't go public with it. But now that she's out of baseball, she felt like she was at a point where she can go public with it and it wouldn't ruin her career. And that's why they were able to run it last night. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's even more of a shame. The fact that she had to leave baseball just to release the story. I mean, to have a job in the MLB, you have to be so talented and to leave because of this, it's just disgraceful. And uh, shout out to um, Steve Cohen and, and um, Anderson for, for getting him out of here. Um, and I mean, Sandy Alderson is, is, is more than capable of being a GM. I mean, obviously he led the 2015 team to a world series appearance and that was with the Will Ponce in charge. So, I mean, I think the Mets are not, you know, we're in good shape um without him and um but yeah it's a shame that that it had to happen like this it's a shame that she had to leave baseball because of this and to to tell her story but it's out now and and he's gone yeah uh you guys have touched upon a lot of stuff i mean it's a shame that this happened to this woman it's really a shame that it drove her out of baseball i'm sure she and you know it's a shame that anyone has to stop doing a job because they feel uncomfortable and it's a shame that it really probably is more widespread than we think. And there's probably. Yeah. Porter only got caught. Yeah. He got caught. There's probably female recorders, employees and at various levels that are in the league that have dealt with similar, some kind of sexual misconduct, harassment, maybe even assault. And it's, uh, it's for, it's got to stop or change has got to happen. Kudos to the Mets for taking swift action, less than nine hours between the report and the firing of Jared Porter. Uh, at the introductory press conference, Steve Cohen said they want to change the culture. And absolutely, there is no way you could be serious about that if you didn't immediately fire him. You know, even considering keeping him would have been a terrible look for the Mets. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's just crazy. I mean, how desperate do you got to be? Sent 62 straight unanswered texts without realizing. Uh, that's just a bad look for anyone. Forget it. Like, and you're a public guy. You have a big-time job in baseball. I mean, I don't know what the hell you're doing with that. What are you thinking? I mean, I don't really know. And now the MLB is investigating, which I'm sure they're going to suspend him, which would prevent him from getting a job in the MLB unless he's reinstated, which he probably should not be. 
Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think I can't see a team hiring him. Yeah, I don't see him being reinstated. And even if he was, I don't see a team looking to hire him. So people have like drawn similarities between like the Mets firing Beltron and you know the whole like science ceiling thing and the Red Sox hiring then I'm sorry firing then rehiring Cora and AJ Hinch got fired by the Astros and got you know hired by the Tigers. So they were eventually brought back into baseball. So you guys think that there's a difference? And with yeah, Jared Porter, that he won't be allowed back yeah. and won't have another job. I'll comment on that. Um, it's completely different. I mean, the sign stealing scandal. Yeah, it was a scandal, and yes, they deserve to be suspended. However, um, this is completely different. This is sexual assault. This is this, this is, is on a whole, Yeah, this is on a whole different level than just stealing signs. I mean, let alone that he probably he ruined her career in baseball because she had to quit. But like she he could have ruined her life. I mean, if you really think about it, those, those pictures could have scarred her. I mean, no one like this is on a whole different level. Um, I don't think he deserves a job in baseball. I don't think he will get a job in baseball. Alex Cora and AJ Hinch. I think that they served their time. They got a year suspension. They lost their jobs. I mean, Alex Cora got the same job back, but I mean, uh, AJ Hinch lost a fantastic job in Houston and now he's in Detroit. So, it's completely different, and I don't think Porter deserves a job in baseball again. Yeah, it's it is completely different uh, when it comes to like suspensions and everything like that. Uh, what I will say is a little similar is it's like you know kind of what always happens with the Mets. Uh, whenever they seem to quote unquote win, something always ends up biting them in the ass. You know, it's like it's it's awful what happened i'm not i'm not trying to like make jokes about it, it it's it, it's like uh yeah porter was gm for less time than beltron was manager and the mets are yeah. gonna be, the mets are going to be the answer to a trivia question about being the only team to have both a manager and gm not have a single game before being fired yeah i mean the the like, winner yeah. this is it's carlos beltron because the shame that he, he had the mets bad. He doesn't look as bad now for when he's on yeah. He looks bad when he's on Houston. I mean, listen, guys, guys, can you think of another organization that would hire a manager who gets fired for opening day, and then the next year they hire a GM, and that GM gets fired for opening day? Like, can you can you name any other organization that you can even think of that happening? No, it's very very next to happen. Well, it's. It's just a sad day, like all around. It's like it's horrible that she yeah. had to deal with this. And you know what blows my mind? And you know what blows my mind is when they hired him. Universally throughout the league, they were lauded for the hiring. They're saying he was a great guy, made for the role. This was a long time coming. We're gonna I mean, love him. Yeah, not I mean, one person what? said. Not one person said that there was characters who's there. This is yeah, I mean, crazy. You never know. You never know who might be what they're like behind the scenes. How long was he with the Mets for? 30 days. And 30 change. days. He got a superstar shortstop in that 30 days. He was I mean, a good GM. He was making such, moves. He was doing good things. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, he was just a horrible person. But that's also back to, you know, meet the Mets. We get a superstar for the first time in I don't know how long in a trade that the Mets clearly won, along with Carlos Carrasco, who is a fantastic pitcher. All The whole fan base is energized. 
and then this happens. You know, meet the Mets. I don't know what else to say. It's very similar to like the right Jets up and beat the Mets. with Beltron. Shout out to any Jets fans. It was very similar to that. When you went oh, this is so much worse than I think. Oh, and fourteen, and then we win, or oh, and thirteen, yeah, and then we win and lose Trevor Lawrence. I think with Beltron, like the Wilpons waited a few days to like decide Beltron's fate. I think because Cora and Hinch were like fired like right away, and the Mets were like, you know, they weren't really saying anything, so. You know, pretty much you go to bed and then wake up this morning and find out that Jerry Porter is gone, like, right away. Uh, it's a very um, just fast action and, you know, no but, around. So they got Porter out of there, uh, yeah. which is definitely a better sign for this administration, trying to, like, change the culture as, you know. I mean, though, when you, guys, when you guys went to bed to, last night after reading the report, did you guys think you were going to wake up with him being the GM? No. Like, it's all about the timeline. I mean, I mean we all knew he was going to be fired. It was just always about, about when, not if. Like, I woke up so, this morning and I was, I, I said, okay, Porter's fired. I looked at my phone just to clarify that Porter was fired, which he was. I mean, yeah, I sent you the, I sent you the thing. Going, the thing. going back to Steve Cohen's original press conference, there's no way he couldn't have kept it. Yeah, there's Steve no way. Cohen's motto. I, I don't mean to, uh, what's it called? Like, get copyrighted here, but like, he, he, he's like, come on, come on. He's like, we want to wake up and piss excellence. And that's not what happened. That is not what happened with Jared Porter after like the 30th day. You know, well, he I was woke up say, for 29 did. days. It did up 29 days. Yeah. yeah. 29 days, he was pissing excellence. And the 30th day, he's like, no boner gate. <laughs> wow. Well, I think. That this is a really, you know, this never really happens to like major executives. Maybe like, you know, there's more out, there's definitely more stories out there of this happening across. Yeah, well, I was going to say, going back to what Justin said earlier, you know, I'm sure this happens all across baseball. Just Porter was the one to get caught. The New York yeah. Times actually wrote an article about that like three hours ago. Oh, um, really? Yeah, hang on. I'll, I'll find it. Also, Justin was saying how. Like Porter's hire was like universally praised, and like you know, everyone was saying how much yeah, of a good nobody, guy he was. Nobody, 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 nobody had any character. Well, but, one person did. But someone did? asked, someone the, asked Sandy Larson. Well, someone <laughs> asked Sandy Larson today, like, who did you talk to to like for these job references? Like, were there any women you talked to prior to making this hire? And Sandy said no. Uh, no woman prior to. That's an oversight. How could you not talk to women? Yeah, but the, the fact is that there's not a ton of women that hold power. Like, you know, Kim Ang is an, an anomaly in a sport where it's a bunch of – it's dominated mostly by – Progress. I wouldn't you know, call her white men. I'd call it progress. She's been a high-level executive for a long time. Yeah, but I mean, listen – yeah, I mean, 100% Justin's right. But, I mean, going back to what I said earlier, you know, port is gone. Good. I don't want – you know, I don't think any of us want that type of person running our – our team that we loved since we were little kids. We want good people of good character running this team. And I think now that he's gone, we're in a situation with Steve Cohen and, and, and Sandy Alderson, like I said earlier, is more than capable of being a, a GM and a president of baseball ops. I mean, again, with the Wilpons, he got the Mets to the world series. So I don't think that this um, Porter firing is going to hurt the Mets so much. No, I mean, maybe from a PR standpoint, cause it's happened, but. But it's not a Mets problem. I'm going to disagree. Well, no, no. It, it, we are going to get clowned on the media. For yeah, this. for sure. Well, I, I mean, yes, they're going to. 
No, I don't think the Mets are going to get clowned on. I think Porter is getting clowned. Like, yes, the Mets are going to get a little bit by association. You know, they hired. Well, but like I said, <laughs> everybody praised him. Nobody was like, yo, this guy's got character. It wasn't like Brody. Like, was so like, in, yeah, in it was article, praised as a good hire. Well, the like, problem nobody, is. Nobody knew this happened. How could the Mets have known? But the problem is that every article that you read that talks about the Porter sex scandal has the Mets logo attached to it. That's yeah. that's what I'm about to say. The article that I was talking about with the New York Times literally starts off talking about what we were earlier about how it's how we said this is like two Januarys in a row we, where we had to like fire something because of a scandal, and it goes on like so. So if you want to read more about the article, like for those who are listening, it's called "Baseball's Harassment Issues Extend Far Beyond Jared Porter." Uh, it's by Tyler Kepner of New York Times, uh, but basically it goes on to uh, to talk about. Uh, this this uh, senior writer at the Athletic, Molly Knight, and how it's, she mentions it's so exhausting that like it's the executives, it's the players, it's PR people, it's writers it's everywhere, it's the culture, like talking about harassment and everything. She talks about how she would have this hundred percent of hundred percent. There have been events that she hasn't gone to because she thought that she might run into some someone who's creepy, and that like she just felt very uncomfortable. I, I suggest you guys go read it, but like yeah, it, it's it, it's. There's the whole article is trying to talk about harassment in baseball, but they still have to go out of their way and mention what happened with the Mets for two Januarys in a row. They have to mention Carlos Beltran again, and now they mention obviously this. It, it's like I, I 100% agree with Ben. Like we are going to be slandered in the media no matter what. Yeah. Well, it's not just being slandered in the media. It's just that like, like I remember many years ago. I watched this baseball documentary on the on the Miami Marlins. It was MLB the franchise following that Ozzie Guillen team right when they got Jose Reyes. And that's when Ozzie Guillen made the comments about uh, Fidel Castro and in a city that in Miami that just was such a big deal because all the Cubans that are in Miami. And one of the, G, the GM was talking to him saying, Ozzie, like, the Miami logo is all over the news and it's not for a good reason. That's bad on the franchise. And that's like the Mets right now. You don't want the logo attached to something like this. You're right. You're right. But I mean, it's yes, we did get Francisco Lindor. We got Carlos Carrasco. Baseball-wise, they'll be just fine. They'll find somebody. They, mm -hmm. uh, they said they're not replacing him at the moment, but they have their other one of the other finalists, Zach Scott, who was my preferred option over Porter. The, they might look to bring uh, one of the other finalists, and Michael Hill or Billy Owens, next offseason, or they can make a run at Theo Epstein for president of baseball operations, and maybe he'll have to decide who's at the GM. So baseball-wise, I think they'll be just fine. Their roster is almost very good. Very forward. good. Now, they're only a piece or two away from being done with the offseason. So. I think they'll be fine baseball-wise, but you guys are right. Uh, PR-wise, it's bad, although it's definitely more so on uh, Porter. I mean, the people – I've seen more than one. I've seen more than one tweet from people in the industry saying, good on the Mets for firing it oh, yeah, yeah. real quick. You know, well, like, yeah, no, even, like, even considering – like, even saying, yeah, like, oh, we're going to take some time to review the facts and make a decision would have been bad. Anything but firing him immediately would have looked bad. Well, they did say that, yeah. and they took two hours, oh. and they fired him, which was good. They that it was while they were sleeping. Fucking Uncle Steve was probably asleep when it broke, woke up, saw it. It's like, yo, get this guy out of here. But look – Yeah, I woke up around, way, like, 8, and, it's, and, like, the post said it was, like, 50 minutes ago from SNY. Look, if the Mets start winning games, if I don't know if the season starts in May and it's June and they're several games over 500, no one's going to talk about this anymore. 
Porter's gone. The Mets are going to be winning. That's, you know, what I what I hope and plan on happening. Yeah. So with that, that's hopefully the last we'll hear. We'll we'll talk about Jerry Porter on this podcast. Uh, kind of talking about like a little bit of his lasting impact on the Mets. He made a few moves, like depth moves, over the past week. I uh, signed Jose Martinez to a one-year deal who can be a right-handed option against lefties who can play first base as well as some outfield. And then most recently, he made a trade for a fifth or sixth starter, Joey Lucchese, who is kind of underrated. He's only pitched a few years with the Padres, but he's very cost-controllable, and he has minor league options, two minor league options still left to use. So... They could stash him in the minors. It provides them with some certainty if they, you know, God forbid, don't re-sign Syndergaard or um, Stroman in the offseason. So, Justin, I know you have a lot to say about Joey Lucchese. Um, the Mets really didn't get much for him. So, very, I mean, not very, not much risk with this move at all. Yeah. Um, well, first, I just wanted to say that the Black Jerseys are almost assuredly going to be back. Pete Alonzo got some customized cleats that are mostly black with some blue and orange and put it on Twitter and said, I have my home Friday night cleats. So I'm, I'm pretty sure that means they're going to be wearing black jerseys on Friday nights at home. Pretty hype. A lot of people wanted those back. Uh, but about Joey Lucchese, uh, can I share my screen so y'all can see some stats too? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, we don't, we don't have a lot of... Uh, uh, you've disabled uh, screen sharing. All right, let's not waste the time because we're under the 10-minute warning. Uh, also, so Joey Lucchese is an interesting one. His 2020 was atrocious, but it was only in five and two thirds innings. And he was definitely the victim of some bad luck. So over his career in 2018 and 19, he had pretty solid, you know, he had okay numbers, ERA just above four, FIPS just above four, exit velo pretty consistent at 88, 89. You know, he's not great, but he's okay. Back end starter. Uh, he's a lefty, which is good. You know, the Mets needed a more sure thing lefty. What he brings to the table, though, is very interesting. He's He throws mostly a fastball. He only throws two pitches, quote-unquote two, a fastball and what they're calling a churve. And basically, he manipulates Rivera, it. Rivera threw, like, one. <laughs> he, so he manipulates it anywhere between 72 and 83 miles an hour, roughly. And he basically, I sent you all, if you all want to take a look in the group chat for this podcast, I sent the tweet that show, shows it, but... uh. He basically manipulates it so it comes out looking like a changeup, a slider, or a curveball. So it's very, very interesting. Not something you really have heard about. But uh, his 2020 was pretty bad, so people might be a little worried. But there was very interesting his 2020. He had a ridiculous 542 batting average on balls in play, which is, like, unheard of by, like, almost 200 points. That's, like, ridiculous, ridiculous, ridiculous. And his ground ball rate was down, which is not good. His walk rate was up. His strikeout rate was down. His ex-fip was a career uh, high, which is not good. And his ERA was a career high. So bad signs. But like I said, that 542 batting average on balls in play. He had a 301 FIP, which was a career low. Uh, his left on base percentage was a little lower than it was the year prior. But where I liked, uh, which really interests me is, again, only five and two thirds innings, very small sample size. His exit velocity against career low by eight miles an hour. His launch angle, unfortunately, was a career high, a little concerning, but zero barreled balls, and his hard hit rate was almost half of what it usually is, so well below his career norms. So it's very small sample size, but you kind of have a mixed bag. It seems like he was a victim of a lot of bad luck and some very encouraging numbers, you know, a lot of soft contact. 
Uh, seems like you give up a lot of fly balls, though, but no home runs. So it's an interesting one. I think the potential's all there. My roommate's looking at me right now, clowning me as if he wouldn't do the same thing for a golf podcast. Uh, he, it's an interesting one. The potential's there. You know, he's a young guy. He's only 27. He's only had two full seasons, and one of them he only pitched 130 innings. So he's definitely a guy that can come in and compete in camp for the fifth starter spot, perhaps over Steven Matz or maybe even over David Peterson for the four spot. And then maybe he'll look to stay after uh, Syndergaard's back. But he's a very interesting one. I think they didn't really give up much. Andy Rodriguez was the number 14 prospect. He's a catcher who's going to be blocked by Francisco Alvarez anyway, best catching prospect in baseball. So I think it was a good trade for the Mets. You know, at the very least, you got yourself a swingman. He's controllable till uh, 2025. And like Brendan said, he has options. You could stash him in the minors if you want. Good, very under-the-radar uh, trade they got. If they can untap, they could tap into his potential. He could potentially be a number four starter. So speaking of more rotation and, uh, like, rotation depth, uh, Mike Puma was reporting that before Jared Porter got fired, he was in talks to get Trevor Williams from the Pirates. Don't know why uh, he had a terrible 2020 um, and 2019. Like, like, I don't even want to read it just because how bad it is. Like, it just sounds disgusting coming out of my mouth. And the advanced stats also support it. Like, last year's uh, last year's advanced stats, he had an 87.2 exit velocity, a 12.3 launch angle. 6.7 uh, barrel percentage, uh, 36% hard hit percentage. Like, he he was just not good. Like, ERA of five and six back-to-back years. Why? Maybe it was a good thing Jared Porter got fired maybe so that we don't get this guy. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know. He's never really been good. I mean, maybe one year he was good, actually. I, I don't know, Mike. Um, I think I like the trade, and I'll tell you why. Well, it hasn't happened uh, yet. He was just in negotiations before it happened. No, no, I know, I know, but I'm talking. Trevor, Trevor Williams, I'm talking. About. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, at first, I don't think it's a good thing that Porter got fired because Porter, Porter's good, but um, that trade might be, yeah. Obviously, it's not didn't happen yet, so like, I don't think we should really go too deep into that. But uh, going back to his uh, Porter's last trade with uh, Lucchesi, I. I Great trade, I mean the I mean it's bad that the Padres got uh, got their guy because great pitcher adds the Padres rotation. I think it's going to come down the NL East to the Mets, the Dodgers, and the Padres. If I'm going to be completely honest with you, um, I don't know, Brendan, Mike, do you think the Mets are ahead of the Braves right now? We'll see. It I always like think we are. It seems like that it's not confirmed, but George Springer seems to be more likely for the Blue Jays at this moment. With, which might, know, which, which in my opinion, helps the Mets. Yeah, it uh, could. For the MLB Network, we have the fifth best center fielder in Brandon Nimmo, which I don't understand. But well, you defense, know what? though. We'll defense it. wins championships. Well, George Springer bad. going to the Blue Jays helps the Mets in the long term. Because if George Springer goes to the Blue Jays, they're going to – Lindor resigning was already a lock, but now it's like, I'll put totally, my house on it. Totally. Um, we can get a, a, a Jackie Bradley Jr., who is a more than capable center fielder, a Brad Hand, put him in the Boston bullpen. Fans would beg to differ. What's that? I, like I said, Boston fans would beg to differ. I used to live with two of them when I, when I, went, I used to go to Tampa. 
Yeah, but they didn't have Brendan Nimmo playing center field for them before that. Jackie Bradley Jr. is an upgrade over Brendan Nimmo defensively in center field. Anybody is, it seems. Apparently, the the two teams that are in on Brad Hand are the Mets and the Blue Jays. Same with George Springer. If George Springer goes to the Blue Jays, Mets are pretty much favored to get Brad Hand. Get Jackie Bradley Jr. in center field. And then we have uh, space to re-sign Conforto, re-sign Lindor. Like I, George Springer to the Blue Jays. I hope that happens. I'm kind of off the George Springer bandwagon. We got Lindor. That's our big acquisition this offseason. I like it. Yeah. So we'll see if Springer signs with the Blue Jays or any other team in the coming days. So stay tuned for that. Uh, hopefully. The Mets stay engaged with Brad Hand, among other options, maybe for defense. You know, Kike Hernandez, Jackie Bradley Jr., an outfielder, an infielder, maybe a surprise guy we haven't even talked about, like Marcus Simeon. Um, so there's plenty, hopefully, good news to come after this. You know, pretty awful news about Jared Porter. So hopefully, it's just baseball talk and exciting acquisitions and fun stuff leading up to spring training. So until then, until next week, stay well. Take care, guys.